our brains till the day we die are still capable of learning and taking us in different pathways. So even if your behavior is super habitual, you can change that. Once you get a new behavior down and you do it and then you do it again and then you do it again, the brain is like, oh, this is the new path and this is what we're doing now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Equipped to Recover, where we explore the intersection of recovery stories and eating disorder science to show you that recovery is not only possible, it is very worth it. I'm Christina Safran, co-founder and CEO of Equip, and today I'm so thrilled to be joined by therapist, author, speaker, and one of my personal mentors and role models, Carolyn Costin. She is regarded as one of the most influential and impactful figures in the eating disorder field. She first started treating people with eating disorders in 19. 1979, she was one of the first people to confidently proclaim that full recovery is possible. Kind of crazy to think that now, but that was a a pretty controversial uh, and not often said thing back then. Um, And to advocate for the inclusion of recovered people in treatment. And in 2017, she went on to create the Carolyn Costin Institute, which focuses on coaching and mentor training to help individuals further in recovery. Carolyn has authored and co-authored many books, including The Eight Keys of Recovery from an Eating Disorder, which to many is the Bible of Eating Disorder Recovery. She's a sought-after eating disorder professional thanks to her decades of experience in providing effective treatment and training. I'm so excited for you to listen in as Carolyn and I answer a burning recovery question from our audience of warriors. And today's question comes from Kathy. Kathy asks, is recovery possible when someone has had an eating disorder for over 30 years? Do you ever fully recover to have a normal life with food? I'm really excited for you to answer this question because it's one we get all the time. You may still have proclivities. You, you will still have your genetic vulnerability. But can you really be recovered from this diagnosable eating disorder? I, I say yes. I don't have any doubt about it because my experience has shown me that. I have treated people who have had eating dis- I've treated people in their 50s, 60s, 70s who have had eating disorders for at least 30 years, some even more, who are recovered today. And, and I really mean recovered. I mean where, and you know, I have this definition in the Eight Keys book where I talk about you know, you no longer will compromise your health or betray your soul to look a certain way, wear a certain size or reach a certain number on the scale. And, and basically, food and weight and shape take a proper perspective. It doesn't mean that you never have a, a bad body image day. I don't think we live in this culture without that. I think that it's very hard to live in a culture like ours and not have some body image thoughts or feel like, oh, I gained a lot of weight on my vacation. It's do you take that to the extreme of an eating disorder? And I believe that people can be recovered where they don't do that anymore. And and I think one of the problems that happens is people often think like if you have a bad body image day or if you skip lunch or I remember not eating a chocolate cake at a conference once and there was all this hush talking <laughs> behind my back about maybe I ha- maybe I really wasn't recovered. And I think I think we have to 
look at what we mean by recovered from the eating disorder. We, we, it's going to be hard to be recovered from this culture. It's going to be hard to not be affected or to not have preferences. I just don't like chocolate, by the way. But I think being recovered from an eating disorder is different, and I think that standard is doable. Is it hard the longer you've had it? Absolutely, because those neural pathways get very wired and very connected to repeat behavior. But And I explain that to people. I say, okay, it's going to be harder for you to learn how to switch from playing piano to violin than it would be if you were seven years old and we were doing it. But that doesn't mean it's not doable. Our brains, till the day we die, are still capable of learning and taking us in different pathways. So even if your behavior is super habitual, you can change that. Luckily, it doesn't take year for year. Luckily, our brains aren't like that. You do, if you've been had an eating disorder for 30 years, it doesn't take 30 years of new behavior. Once you get a new behavior down and you are kind of calling the shots and you do it and then you do it again and then you do it again, the brain is like, oh, this is the new path and this is what we're doing now. And I think that speaks highly for, for science too because we, what we learn about neuroplasticity and that people's brain, brains can change in some amazing, amazing ways. I think this is the beauty of having recovered people. Like you have to see it to believe it in some ways. I totally get that. And I think we do such, such a disservice to people by saying it's not possible. Um, and yeah, there are some realities of so the longer those neural pathways have uh, fired together, they, they're going to wire together. It's going to be harder, but people absolutely do it. It's absolutely possible and it's absolutely worth it. I, I remember reading about this guy who started practicing yoga at age 70 and at 80, he's like a yoga master, you know, or people who started, I like the instrument one, playing an instrument, how hard it might be to start that older in life. But, but we, we are beings, you know, amazing beings capable of learning how to walk again after a stroke. I mean, there are so many things. And the reason it's so hard for people is because of this, two things. One, the ingrained behavior and the neurons, you know, that are, ha have been sort of trained. And the other is what we talked about already, the, the diet culture stuff that you're in. But you can learn how to fight those. And so, yeah, I, I welcome all people. Look, I have seen it happen and I, I, I really think it's important that if you want it to happen for you, then you go find the people that will help you make it happen because there, it is possible. What words of wisdom would you like to leave our listeners with, especially those recovery warriors who are going into battle with their eating disorder every single day? I would say make sure that you find a, a treatment team that you can tell the truth to. I think that's so important. Um, I think a lot of people go through treatment and they hide some core features of themselves because of shame or whatever. So make sure that you do that. Make sure that you're exposed to somebody who's recovered that you can ask difficult questions of. It's, it's going to reflect something back to you that's just a different aspect than what other providers can give. And don't give up. Because I really think that people who don't get better um, stop trying for some reason because they think it's not worth it or they think it's not going to happen for them 
or whatever. And everybody I know who's gone through this journey at one point thought that, or at several points thought that. So yeah, don't let those thoughts mislead you. It's an area where you can use your, your persistence uh, for good. Yes. <laughs> How can all the listeners stay in touch with you? I do have an Instagram uh, thing, so I think you can just look me up by my name. You know how bad I am at this. Uh, but, but yeah, the Carolyn Costin Institute, you can look me up that way. And I have a website. The Institute is a really good way to get information about coaching and um, training people who, who most 98% are recovered uh, about giving back in this field. Yeah, so those are a couple of different ways. Well, I could talk to you for many, many more hours, but we are going to wrap today. Thank you so much for your time and for all the incredible work that you've done in the eating disorder field that benefits so many people, uh, including including me. You've made revolutionary changes and continue to do amazing work and have really laid the groundwork for so many recovery warriors who come after you. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Carolyn. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure as usual. Thank you for listening to Equip to Recover. Remember, recovery is not only possible, it is worth it. Find out more about Equip and how you can access treatment that works over at equip.health.